I'm hitting record. We're getting ready for you to just go ahead and unload. Unload, I'm boy. Recording. Woo! Unload. Unload. I'm dropping loads all over this fucking house. Like <laughs> you shouldn't talk about that. Like when we're talking about a kid's movie, Phil, it's a little too uh, not PG. Uh, it's not or even uh, you or whatever the fucking rating should be for this. And I'm just dropping F-bombs left, right and center. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck yeah. What you got in America? <laughs> what you got? You got like PG-13? Yeah, we got G. Shit like that. G is like G the U the equivalent. G. And then PG is PG. And then PG-13 instead of like, I don't know, 15? 12A. Right, we don't get, or 12A. Yeah, we don't got the, don't, yeah, there's weird because you got the, you got like an extra rating in there. We got U. We got PG, which pointless. You got 12A. You got 15. Yeah. We got 18. 18. And then you also have 12 as well. So you got another extra rating yeah, as well. Which is a rare sighting nowadays. Because yeah. how do you... You're like, this is a hard 12. This is a hard not 12. Not a 12A. Yeah. Like no you, one under you, 12 can watch this You have to be 12, regardless if yeah. your parents are with you. Don't <laughs> even... Yeah, don't even get started. <laughs> but you have... I always get confused with the difference between R rating and NC-17. Yeah, it's, what that, is the difference? That one's really confusing because, like, to get into an R-rated film, you have to be seventeen and up, unless if you come with the parents. Okay, but in C seventeen, you have to be seventeen. No parents can get you in if you're underage. Mm. So in C seventeen is more like the modern day X rating. Studios always want to avoid that. They want yeah. the R rating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's either you uh, didn't do your due diligence. And it's not getting rated, so it's kind of listed as an NC-17, or you've created a monstrosity of a movie, according to the Motion Picture Association. This movie should have been an NC-17. Dude, it's uh, pretty fucking vile, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hearing that. Fucking Jerry Goldsmith went hard with that one, man. Yeah, relax, dude. Scary. <laughs> scary. <laughs> scary ass music for a scary ass man. Welcome to the Pod Charles Cinecast, presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective and the Prince Charles Cinema. This is your host, Sean the Foster, and I am here today with my little menacing boy. <laughs> little menacing boy. Phil. What's little what's troublemaker. up, you troublemaking bastard, what? Phil? <laughs> Not much um back at it with the yep. philiversary with the uk versus usa award <laughs> coming, <laughs> coming in, in hot, strong coming in strong with that shit strong this week um <laughs> i'm okay i've been kind of busy this week just working a lot and then i'm away over this this weekend so this is a nice sort of day off in between mm. that stuff but you know wasted it wasted it yeah having watched this movie <laughs> <laughs> just a clue but whatever <laughs> how 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 are you 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 were just in somewhere crack yeah. out i just crow? had my own little, the crow like holiday weekend holiday as well yeah just back from krakow how was in poland cold eh, it, like dude we had every weather possible <laughs> like when we got there it was kind of warm and it was like relatively sunny on the sunday and then the next day it kind of rained all day and then the last day it was snowing like so it was 
and Four it was like in, in between day. sunshine, snow, like you know, the snow would be like flurries, and the next thing you know, it would be like freaking like a whiteout blizzard condition, and then it'd be sunny again. And it was just like Jesus right. Christ, what's going on? Yeah, what do we do? But yeah, I'd, I'd never been to Poland before, never really been to Eastern Europe before, so that was kind of cool to go there. I wasn't really too thrilled, to be honest. I mean, like, I'd never, I don't know. Dude, I'm from fucking Virginia, man. I'm from, like, a place that, like, is <laughs> like yeah, this movie. Yeah, you draw a line between yeah. that and Poland. <laughs> I'm, I'm from a place where this movie feels, like, fucking realistic. Anywhere, you know, anywhere, anywhere USA. USA. Yeah, so, fucking. like, the idea of coming and living in London is weird. So, like, the fact I live here is, like, a miracle in itself. Mm. And then, like, you know, going to, like, Krakow and seeing, like, Auschwitz was, like, the weirdest fucking possible thing on Earth. So, yeah. I but I did go to Auschwitz. I went to the Schindler Museum as well. Speaking of 93 films. Uh <laughs> A film we should be talking about instead of this goddamn shit we're about to do. Uh, but hey, yeah, maybe, God. maybe that's it's a long year. In a row we've, that's twice in a year we like deliberately like missed out that movie because we yeah. were going to do it last year. With yeah, Private Ryan. But I was like, like our oh, fucking Spielberg got the monopoly on World War Two. Let's try and yeah do something else. But well, yeah, weird. You know, it's a long year, Phil. And I, I sent to you, I was inspired that maybe a good way to cap off this whole experience of the 1993 stuff that we're doing. With Schindler's List? Was, we'll see us maybe visit Schindler's List because it is one of the most decorated films of the year 1993. <laughs> a devastating film of <laughs> yeah. 1993. Why not end on a bummer? Baseball's back, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I, the world I mentioned or... uh, Jerry Goldsmith, you know, because like... Mm. He did that score, but he also did the Mr. Baseball, Mr. Baseball score. And Mr. Baseball is back in charge, man. Opening day was yesterday. I watched a baseball Nine. game. We could have been, you know, reprising Mr. Baseball for a laugh because that was literally one year ago. Um, one year anniversary. Yeah, one year anniversary. Well, we should we hit those guys up. We could have been doing that, doing that with the special, you know, 1993. There was two golden children's films from 1993 that were baseball related. But no, we decided to go with this one. And I didn't you know, choose this. You did. You did. <laughs> no? You were like, oh, no, yeah, let's go for it. Hey, Phil, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't say they will all be winners, you know? That's true. You know, sometimes these little menacing boys should be killed to make room for a Phil. <sighs> In 1993, it's time for the Philiversary. <laughs> Meet a boy named Phil, born in 93, time to celebrate Philiversary. He and John are gonna take the cast to a time way, way back in the past. Phil, Phil, Philiversary, keeping it together just as best as he can. Phil, Philiversary, he's turning 30 years old, man. Phil, Philiversary, he's turning 30 years old, man. There's only room for one of us, you know? Last week, we witnessed a boy come of age in the Bronx while being tutored on manhood by his working class father and a slick gangster. Now, this week, we're tuning in to see a little boy add age to his poor neighbor's life. <sighs> and what movie, Phil? <laughs> oh, fuck. 
um, Dennis, as it was known in the UK. No! And it's that's its Dennis. official name, Dennis. It's Dennis the Menace, you asshole. Uh, oh, yeah, Dennis the Menace and, and Nasher. Are we going to do that? In Nasher. Yeah. We're going to do the Dasher, Beano stuff. Yeah. Splasher. The real, the real Dennis the Menace, not your But Look, uh, look, I'm fucking dressed up. Are you wearing the red and black for that? I'm wearing red and black you for f- Dennis the Menace, the real one. I don't get Dennis the Menace in the UK. We'll get to it. I don't get get Dennis the Menace in the US. This is great. This is what this episode's all going to be about. In this neighborhood. This is an emergency. He's out of school for the summer. Where people cherish peace and quiet. won't get a moment of peace. There is a kid named Dennis. Tell him I'm sick. I won't fit for you, George. Hi, Mrs. Wilson. Is Mr. Wilson here? Doesn't Mr. Wilson get up real, real, real early? Usually. You know what I do? My dad's asleep. He doesn't want to be. Wrong. Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson. He feels warm. You need an aspirin. Now, John Hughes brings one of your all-time favorite cartoon characters to life. Smile. For a whole new generation to discover. Don't embarrass me. You'll love Mr. Wilson. That kid, he's a menace. Mrs. Wilson, the Mitchells, Margaret. We can bury you alive. I can pound your face. Joey, Switchblade Sam, and a menace named Dennis. Kids are kids. You have to play by their rules. You have to roll with the punch. You have to expect the unexpected. Dennis the Menace. That's me! America's classic kid in a classic American comedy. Directed by Nick Castle, a John Hughes production. Mischievous Dennis Mitchell, played by my man, Mason Gamble. <laughs> my man. <laughs> makes the life of neighbor George Wilson. Uh, um, like, how did he end up Mr. in this film? Wilson. Fucking Walter Matthau, like, literally saving this film from being, like, a complete dumpster fire. Like, <laughs> I don't know how. Anyway, he's uh, <laughs> he makes the life of his... Neighbor George Wilson, miserable with his overactive energy and inadvertent troublemaking because his parents, Hank and Alice, played by Robert Stanton and Leah Thompson, must leave town (laughs) for work and can't find a proper babysitter for Dennis, basically because he's so bad that no one wants to sit for him. They asked George and his wife, Martha, played by Dame Joan Plowright, to take care of him while they're away. When Krusty Burglar Switchblade Sam played by <laughs> where the fuck did this come Chris from? Lloyd breaks the mucky boy. George's gold coin collection during a garden party. Dennis alerts Mr. Wilson, ruining his party, and the old geezer gives him a dressing down. That is probably one of the harder moments in a children's film history. I swear to God, he literally drops this line. He's you're a pest. You're a menace. A selfish, spoiled little boy, and I have no use for you. You took something from me. I can never get back something that means more to me than you ever will. You understand? I don't want to see you. 
I don't want to know you. Get out of my way. Fucking yeah. hell. And Dennis yeah, runs the, away. That was the best part of the film. Only to be that held was... hostage by a greasy burglar. Greasy boy. Will Mr. Wilson <laughs> come to his senses and save the boy? Well, it doesn't no. matter because Dennis and his menacing behavior prevails and the young boy makes the mucky man's life <laughs> a living hell. In the 1993 family comedy written by John Hughes. Fuck, man. How the mighty have fallen. And directed by Nick Castle, a.k.a. Michael Myers. The shape himself. Hot takes out the gate, Phil. (laughs) Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace. Um, I'm so happy right now. Just, no. Just a note to all of this. Hard part. Hard part in this movie. I didn't like this. Did you ever see this As you can probably tell. I did see this as a kid. I don't remember liking it in particular, but I remember it. We joked about this on a previous episode, which is the whole reason why we kind of did this. Yeah, because I remembered this bit, obviously. It's iconic. Um, But I didn't remember any of the Christopher Lloyd shit. Dude. So that would that bit was disturbing. I did not so want to see this fucking mucky pederast Christopher Lloyd walking around, <laughs> robbing people, hanging outside playgrounds, and then just to get uh, like shafted in the end. Like this was bad. This was like real, real bad. Um, it's a shame because it's like there's some stuff to like in there. There's some good people involved. Some of the cast is good, but I just don't get it. I don't. I don't. I don't know what the fuck is happening in this movie and that like, <laughs> not in terms of like plot. It's fu- it's very, you've seen it. It has no story. It's a, it's a very, it's fucking, it's a shit Home Alone. Like it's just a knockoff Home Alone without any of the charm, edge, yeah. jokes, like any of it. It doesn't have, the kid is bad. Dennis, it's, it's just, I don't like the character. I don't like the kid who plays him. I just, it's annoying. He's just annoying. He's just annoying and an idiot and not smart, mischievous, fun at all. Everything he does is by fucking accident. I get it. They were going for this like timeless Americana sort of vibe, like the, cause the 50 comic strip. I get it. But it's so fucking dated and tame by 1993. This is four years into The Simpsons. And Bart Simpson is Dennis the Menace. He's that generation, Dennis the Menace, right? Yeah. That kid should be playing video games, graffiti, skateboard, fucking pulling pranks on teachers. That's Dennis the Menace, like modern day, right? And he's still got the slingshot. This Dennis the Menace is like 50. It's just so, it's just sort of like really played out, like slapsticky humor, like not even pranks, just him like accidentally getting into mischief and making Mr. Wilson's life. A living hell who, you're right, Walter Matthau is the best thing in this. The only person really trying and giving it chops and like giving it any sort of depth. Like, I liked him a lot. But I also, that was a detriment because I never thought he was an asshole. I was like, fuck this kid, this mucky boy comes in without a top on with, with dungarees. <laughs> I don't remember the thing on his hands. Yeah. Like- Whatever that was, this gross shit that he had on his hand. Yeah, like breaks into a house and nearly like chokes him with an aspirin. Like it's not cute. It's not funny. Like I'm too. I'm in between on this movie, right? Like I probably liked it as a kid. You can probably relate to Dennis the Menace on some sort of level there. 
Although I'm always confused because he didn't look like the Dennis the Menace I knew or had read. Yeah, we'll um, get to the, we'll clarify in a little bit. But I'm also not like wholesome parent who could probably relate to this movie and be like, oh yeah, I remember when my kids were like, then they're just running around getting into trouble. Oh, what are you going to do? That sort of thing. So there's like no fun for me to be had in this. <laughs> I don't like it. It there's some it's <laughs> fine. There's some stuff to like in there. There's some funny moments, some silly moments, but like it's pretty much all really boring and bad. The other kids are funny in it though. I'll give it that. Yeah, dude. I I'll go I'll go into like some of the bits it, that I really like about this film when we like get into some of the cast and stuff. Like, cause there are some bits that I do really like. But yeah, it's like uh, Sorry, this is like 1993. It, it really reminds you of like the kind of shit that we were dealing with at the time. As a kid, it, you know, like I was three or four years old when I first saw this film and I, I had it on tape. And I probably saw it in cinema. I don't really remember, but I had it on tape. I remember VHS. I think it was a clamshell case. Like I watched it all the time. I, I I did love this film when I was a kid, and I loved Walter Matthau. And like I'm really excited to get to like a much better Walter Matthau film a little bit later on this year. Uh, yeah. Hint, hint. But same uh, year. but from the same era because this is my Walter Matthau, dude. I I used to love mm. like obviously I went back and I watched you know when I was a little bit older some of his older things when he was basically playing the curmudgeon old man, grumpy old man character mm. uh, long before perfect. he was even old so yeah. yeah like the odd couple s- stuff and all that but like he's yeah he's so good in this film and he really like saves this movie as a little kid like i probably didn't mind mason gamble and i had this sort of soft place in my heart for him especially considering like you know seeing him in rushmore and i know when we did the rushmore episode i was like oh yeah the kid from dennis the menace is like the only mm-hmm. two films he was really in <laughs> yeah so there's that but like yeah, it, at age 33, <laughs> watching this, I'm just like, fuck, I'm like, dude, why am I like, watching this? Yeah, yeah, it was weird. There there were some moments that, like, I didn't remember going as hard as they went. Or, like, there was moments that, like, I don't remember them being as ridiculous as they were. Or just some things that I completely forgot about altogether that I think were, like, funny for me now. Mm. But there was things that I remember, like, vividly as a kid that like things that I thought were funny. So, you know, and seeing it now that made it like, you know, kind of hilarious to rewatch. Like for instance, when Dennis is out with, you know, his pal Joey and the little girl, uh, Margaret or whatever. And she like makes little Joey, like kiss the the doll's bum. Like baby baby rump kisser. Yeah. Like I remember that line. And I remember also just the musical note of Jerry Goldsmith, just going, (laughs) (laughs) like this horrible sound of these horns, like stuff like that popped me. Cause I was like, dude, yeah. To be honest, like the first, like most of this film, I was like, I was highly aware while watching it last night, that there was no story here. I was like, dude, this film has no story. It's literally just like, it's what the comic What do you mean, the trips. garden party? <laughs> it's the, literally the just the like wash? the little comic strips <laughs> that like, they put together. put together into like a fuller film, but there's not yeah, really nothing, a story. Nothing happens no, in this film. I was waiting it's a day in the life. To, yeah, I was waiting for it to sort of all crash together and it kind of doesn't. Everything just sort of happens one at a time. Yeah. Even like, oh, I thought Joey and Margaret, that would be used later. Yeah. 
And they don't. They're they not. Don't, like yeah. they're just in that bit early on, the way yeah. he's hanging out at, at the at her house. But like their stuff is great. Where they're just sort of arguing about like men, men and women's roles yeah. in the world. And where like, the, like that's babies funny. come that's from like, and really, all that. That's really endearing. <laughs> yeah. Like kid talk. Yeah. Like what's not endearing is like fucking Dennis at the end fighting Twitchblade Sam and destroying him by accident like yep. you know oh you're cold let me get you a cover and you know it's like you know unwrap the thing and oh it's on fire now oh you must be hot like i hate he's too young he's too young he's five years old it doesn't like he's a baby it doesn't make any sense to me yeah just, no i hate it i was gonna say though like the film i felt like regardless of its lack of story was like kind it's of accurate going, it was going along at, the, at this really decent speed and everything and then the next thing you know, it like gets to the end. And while there are moments at the end that I do like with, you know, Dennis in the fucking creepy ass, like Christopher Lloyd, which I'll, I'll defend. Cause I think that's the best shit of this film. It's like Christopher Lloyd, not, not the end. I just meant Christopher Lloyd's character and Walter sure, Matthau as uh, Mr. Wilson are like the two things that are kind of holding this <laughs> film together. Like yeah, but it's the funny. very end. There's, it's up to the point where Dennis basically like he ties him up. And then after that, it's like, dude, fuck, what are we watching here? Cause it yeah. like, it just turns into like it's bad home alone, That's bad home alone for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why does he need to like Dennis, you, you like knocked the key, you threw the key into the, like the beans. That doesn't mean <laughs> that he has to eat all the beans in order for him to shit the key out. And then he toots. Yeah. Like just fucking Stick your stupid grubby little hand in there and get the key, you bastard. Or just like stop being an idiot and realize this isn't a good guy and go home. Like, what's wrong yeah. with you? But anyway, that's and then it turns into these like Pratt falls, him continuously falling on some object inside the river. Yeah, makes what no is that? <laughs> it's a bed in the river. It's Dennis just like, want to deal with it. Dennis being a not master. Him being stabbed, stabbed in the butt. Yeah, it's like with that stupid sound that I put into the Die Hard episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Die of the Vengeance. Oh, it's just man. the grown-ups being like so tired of this kid shit. It's the yeah, only dude. enjoyable thing. Fucking Mr. Wilson like should oh, kill this Oh, poor kid. Mr. Wilson. <laughs> Yeah, he should have killed that kid and then killed himself because it's not worth it. It's yeah. just not worth it. None of this is worth it. He just, he wants so little. He works for the post office for 43 and a half Man, years. Man, he's got total post post office guy, like, energy. Yeah, he could have shoot that place up, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and his, all his retired life had been about is tending to his garden and ignoring his wife. And that and one like, plant. That, that one, one that fucking opens, plant. He cared more about lifetime. that. He raised he that like a fucking son. But because why can't for whatever reason, that, they can't bro. have kids. <laughs> they can't have kids. Let's just throw that dialogue away. Yeah. That's too dark. Just it. Just why can't he have both? It's like he has to learn a lesson about like appreciating this kid or whatever. But like everything is taken away. Everything he he's allowed to like things and care for things. He's allowed to like his garden and want it to be celebrated. He doesn't have much else going on. I guess that's the point. It's he like doesn't even have his over teeth, man. <laughs> he doesn't have his teeth. Looks like a rabbit. It's just. It's Dennis just weird. Ruins everything but yeah, this man. <laughs> and Christopher Lloyd, like, otherwise being creepy, I didn't, I really didn't like. It's just like really, I get it. It's like what a kid would be scared of, but like, I don't know. It's just now, it's just weird. But like him trying to deal with Dennis at the 
in like the by the river. It's really funny when he keeps telling him to shut up, and he's just like, "I can't shut my mouth because my nose gets stuffy," and he's just like, "Shut your yap," and he's like, "What's the yap?" And they just keep going yeah. back and forth. But that would be so much funnier if that Dennis is doing that on purpose, like he's fucking with him. You know, what I mean, you can't be bad and stupid. Yeah, like be like be like Bart. Be like bad, but smart. He's very, very smart. He knows how to get out of things and, yeah, you know, set up big elaborate this pranks. Is, and this it's is just, the problem, though. This is I don't know where... what this movie is going for. Like, it, it's, pr- it's probably very faithful to the fifties and sixties stuff. That Huckleberry Finn sort of like troublemaker, youthful rebellion, yeah, and middle class suburbia thing. I get it. That's what Dennis the Menace in America is. So you have to like put aside what you know of Dennis the Menace or what sure. you think this character should be should because be. that is like literally like Dennis the Menace in America was a sort of near dwell little kid who like means well but he just can't stop he can't help himself can't but stop to get into you know, trouble. And I do get into mischief. Yeah, and <laughs> we all do. Yeah, and he's like he's got a little it's like he's got a little itchy trigger finger. And you see it in this film as at times like for instance the bit where he's sitting at the garden party and he just has to go fucking open the garage up and he yeah, ruins yeah, like and the all the just... food. And it's sort of just like this like fucking Dennis, just just that fucking is a good running sit joke. There. Yeah, like even in the post not post, the like a credit scene. Yeah. And it's just like him what needing to press the print button on the thing. <laughs> yeah, he just can't just he, he can't help I, himself. But um, but the dentist fine, in the, I, the dentist in the I, UK is like a little fucking bastard boy. But I don't yeah. really know that dentist. But like, he doesn't I don't need to know. be. He doesn't need to be that either. But I just think that it would. Maybe that's not what people wanted out of this movie. But like, I would have made some effort to update him a bit for 1993. Yeah. Come on, man. I think what you're dealing with though also is we're in the post Home Alone sort of world as well when this film was made. And like but every Home Alone film, had violence, had darkness, had edge to it. It balanced that out. It's a kid movie, but you can enjoy it as a grown-up. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what I'm saying is we're in a world where Home Alone happens mm. and it's the biggest fucking like, you know, comedy of all time at the time, you know? So yeah. everything off the back of it was like a cash grab. And sure, sure. you have like so many versions of it, like, you know, from the, and it's all these films that I fucking loved as a kid. And it's so weird to like, look back on it from like, Oh, 30 years later, like where I'm like, wow, actually all these films were like ripoffs of home alone. Cause you had yeah. baby's day out. Also John Hughes, little rascals was basically like similar to, you know, Dennis the menace. It was pulled out from, you know, the, and I'm sure it was, I, I think that film was 94 and little rascals yeah. was probably made because Dennis, the menace actually did really fucking well. So, Hey, let's yeah. take something from the past, put the home alone, like wacky, stupid bullshit into it. And, yeah. you know, just create an, another fucking like beloved franchise from the past. And in today's modern nineties, sure. I loved that film, but I'm Me afraid too. I'm afraid to go watch it because it's probably no. shit. Uh, <laughs> but like, even like you know, they just kept going. You know, before you know, it, it's like I don't know. Like even fucking Jingle All the Way has Home Alone sentimentality to it. Like you know, in this post Home Alone comedy world for family mm. family films. So yeah, I, I think we're asking a little too much to uh, <laughs> expect this to be good. Um, but it's funny to go back and watch it. Uh, and I think the big, the big like thing that 
I really was inspired to do this episode was just because like I was looking into it and I think I had this discussion with Julia one day and I was just like, dude, like we start talking about Dennis and Menace and like, you know, I fondly remember this Dennis the Menace. This was my Dennis the Menace. And even though like I did read the funny papers and I remember the Dennis the Menace cartoon and all that sort of stuff, my love for Dennis the Menace was definitely like this film. And then I started to like, there was like a little cartoon show and there was, uh, you know, I, I would read the comic strip in the funny papers all the time, every Sunday. So yeah, it was like all that along with peanuts and all that sort of shit. So I'm reading all this stuff and I'm all excited and all that. And I start talking to Julia when I move over here to the UK and she starts talking about Dennis the Menace and Nasher. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? I don't know what this <laughs> is. Nasher. So like it took years and years of like, you know, just sort of, I would see stuff about it and Julia would mention it. And every so often we'll start talking. And I believe the reason why I looked this up was because I have it right here because she got this Beano book. Oh, nice. It's from like 97 and That's she got it because our nephews were coming over and they liked the Beano. So we, you know, there's like Dennis, I used and, to love Beano. Dennis yeah. and Menace and Nash are there. So, I, was, you know, I was looking at, it and I was just like, dude, yeah, this is weird. And we were just comparing <laughs> our two Dennis, the menaces, which made me go look up who was first. So for the UK listeners, you might go. be confused about We're this, sell this American Dennis, the menace, as the UK has its own not so lovable troublemaker going by the same name as made famous in the Beano. Uh, so if you've heard of the American Dennis, it's likely that you know him as Dennis, because to avoid <laughs> confusion with the UK, Dennis, the menace, the film that we are discussing today is actually just called Dennis in the UK. Do you have... I guess not. But do you have our Dennis the Menace in America? And what would what do they call that? I personally <laughs> had never really heard of the UK Dennis the Menace until okay. I like, you know, came over here. And from what I can tell if if he is out you know, if he is in America um which he probably is. Mm. Uh, kids over in America would know, would like, you know, in outside of the UK in general, I think he's just referred to as Dennis and Nasher instead okay. of like That's just the Dennis and Minish. They always add the Nasher to it. So yeah. it's sort of like a weird thing. So, yeah, the American version of Dennis Menace was created by illustrator Hank Ketchum in 1951. Hank Ketchum has stated the inspiration for Dennis was actually his son, who was actually named Dennis Ketchum. He was working <laughs> on the character, struggling to come up with some ideas when his wife, Alice, was dealing with their four-year-old Dennis Ketchum, who refused to take a nap and literally somehow gotten shit smeared all over his bedroom. Oh, for fuck's sake. They should he have been some shit like that. Walls. Yeah, there should have been some fucking dumb and dumber two shit in here. Mm. With like Dennis just like going to Mr. Wilson's house and he's like, not not the mouthwash thing. He's like, did he use our bathroom? I think so. Yeah, because there was shit all over the wall. <laughs> Dude, that Somehow. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> like I thought, dude, I literally thought at the end that Dennis was going to kill Christopher Lloyd. And yeah. I was like, that would have made that movie. That would have just <laughs> been like. imagine <gasps> if he just killed him? That would be like, oh shit, this movie got really dark all of a sudden. I would have, I would have loved (laughs) that. 
<laughs> so, yeah, Hank's wife, Alice, who, funny enough, is the name of Dennis's mom in the comic strip. She burst into a studio and shouted, your son is a menace. And thus, Dennis the Menace was born. So it started mm-hmm. as a comic strip about a little blonde-headed boy who wore blue and black stripy shirt, red coveralls, carried around a slingshot, and constantly got into trouble alongside <laughs> his loyal companion, his dog, Ruff. Usually at the behest Ruff. of his neighbor, Mr. Wilson. The strip ran in more than a thousand newspapers in 14 different languages before becoming a live-action TV show in 1959. The show was put on TV in the wake of Leave it to Beaver moving television stations from CBS to ABC, and they struck gold with Jay North playing the little blonde-headed troublemaker with the show lasting 146 episodes until 1963. Again, like its 1993 film, if you saw this late 50s, early 60s Dennis Menace show, it was actually called Dennis in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, but funny enough, I actually did read that Jay North, he was one of these like child stars who fell victim to death, death hoaxes in, in adulthood. Uh, <laughs> so in 1990, he co-founded a organization called A Minor Consideration, which is an organization that provides support for young stars and basically kind of helps them navigate the life of like, you know, being a Hollywood actor. And it also advocates for them making sure that they actually receive the monies that they earn something that, uh, uh, Macaulay Culkin could have, uh, actually, you know, benefited from mm-hmm. when he was going through the system yeah, at this fuck. age. There are also several Dennis, the menace, like animated TV series. And there was several live action films, including the 1987 TV movie called Dennis the Menace Dinosaur Hunter, which I didn't really know about <laughs> at all. And it kind of freaked me out because there was one of the kids from the Sandlot was uh, in the film as Dennis. So that kind of freaked me out. And then there was uh, <laughs> this film, obviously, in 93. And then from that, it was some direct to video sequels, which I'll get to later. But coincidentally, In 1951, another comic strip called Dennis the Menace debuted in the UK in the Beano, which was created by George Mooney, David Law, and Ian Chisholm. This Dennis the Menace has black hair, a signature red and black stripy jumper, black shorts, also carries around a slingshot, and also constantly gets in trouble with his loyal companion, his dog Nasher, usually (laughs) at the behest of the boys he deems softies, particularly Walter the Softie. This Dennis is far meaner and nastier and, you you know, ba- basically never really learns his lesson. Usually he gets his comeuppance in the end, unlike the Dennis in America, who is more, like I said, he's he's a good kid. He just, like, can't help himself but to get into trouble. So these are the sort of distinctions. Usually Dennis the Menace in America will learn a lesson, whereas uh, Dennis the Menace in the UK will not. Uh, the idea and the name of the character emerged when the comics editor heard a British music hall song with the chorus, I'm Dennis the Menace from Venice. To avoid confusion with the American version, like I said, it's usually just called Dennis Nasher outside of the UK. The real coincidence, though, is that Dennis the Menace debuted not only the same year, in 1951, as the American Dennis, but the same month, but... But not just the same month, but the same day. 
That's fucking insane. Both of these comic strips released on the 12th of March, 1951, an ocean apart with neither Hank Ketchum or the Beano crew knowing each other or that their <laughs> rival Dennis the Menace comics were releasing at the exact same time. Dude, that's some like star on the lining shit, like alternate reality. Like it shouldn't. They really work. are. They are like At alternate the, dimension Dennis's as well. Like they're completely but, like but polar opposites. In the same, it's like a glitch in the matrix, like, yeah. but they're existing at the same, literally the same time. Mm. Like if they met, the world would need to be. Have they ever like <laughs> sued each other or anything? I mean, I guess they are fundamentally different, but have there ever been like issue between the two? Well, allegedly, like they never wanted to pursue each other in court, like Hank Ketchum and Davy Law. Because it was just like a, a strange coincidence, and they actually both agreed to let their own comics go on in peace, just as long as if they arrived in the other's territory that they were renamed, hence the American version being Dennis, Dennis in the UK, and the UK version being Dennis and Asher elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really fucking weird. I tried to look up if there was any sort of like, you know, weird stuff going on but from what i can see it's just a strange coincidence and that's just like too that's it's just weird because it literally is like parallel universe dennis like they're they're so similar but like Mm. one's just bad with black hair and the other's like a little blonde cherub who just does (laughs) stuff by accident you know yeah and one is good and one is bad yeah as we've established the UK is better than <laughs> I I'm not even gonna battle you on it. I don't even care. <laughs> I'll never ever don't at me. I'll never ever like go thumbing through this Beano book, like trying to discern if I actually like the UK Dennis. Like I don't have enough time in my life. Uh, I, like I'm surprised all, I made enough yeah, time of all to the things that you like bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Of all the things you know when you're like you know you're like yeah i might go around to that one day but you're just like but there's so many things like i want to do why would i put those off to do something i don't really want to do yeah it's like anything to distract me from releasing my album (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well that's funny anyway from what i could see when it comes to this film it was around the 40th anniversary of the character dennis the menace in america that Hank Ketchum took Dennis the Menace to Warner Brothers for a new live-action film. He was particularly interested in John Hughes writing the film, who was just coming off the success of Home Alone and Home Alone 2, which unfortunately would be the films that Dennis the Menace was compared to as Warner Brothers were like, you know, they were obviously trying to cash in on that franchise. It seemed like everybody was. But this was the John Hughes of the 90s. Long gone were the deeper Mm -hmm. character studies you know, with the teen films like Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's and the more adult-oriented comedies like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. This was the John Hughes in the midst of his 90s run that was all family-friendly entertainment. I don't know if he had kids and he just decided, yeah, this is the Dude, he made Home Alone and made a shitload of money. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I know you need to know, right? I guess so. So, aside from Home Alone and Home Alone 2... In the 90s, some of these films that John Hughes was writing and producing and turning out were Dutch, Curly Sue, Beethoven, Baby's Day. Oh, I loved Beethoven. Miracle on 34th Street, 101 Dalmatians, and Flubber. And he just kept going. He just kept doing these silly fucking movies. Flubber. (laughs) Oh, man, that's sick. 
He was a big Dennis the Menace fan from what I could tell, and he was happy for bringing the character to the big screen for the first time. So Warner Brothers wanted Tim Burton to direct the film, while executive producer Ernest Chambers wanted Hughes to direct. Hughes was tired after working for about six months on the Home Alone sequel, so he just stuck to writing and producing duties, while Nick Castle was eventually hired to direct. Funny enough, I read that Nick Castle, so he was ousted from directing the 1993 (laughs) film Sleepless in Seattle after he was the only person who didn't like Nora Ephron's rewrites on the original script. (laughs) So he had only just been given that gig after he was ousted from Hook from TriStar. So (laughs) Sleepless in Seattle is a TriStar film. TriStar was making Hook and Nick Castle, I don't know if you remember this, was supposed to direct originally, but they ousted him in favor for Steven Spielberg because Spielberg like really wanted to make a Peter Pan film. Mm. And when they got rid of Nick Castle, which Nick Castle actually did co-write the Hook script, well, if we remember this. Uh, yeah. So he got he got given Sleepless in Seattle as a like, you know, sort of, oh, sorry, you know, we ousted you from Hook, but you could direct this movie. And because he didn't like what Nora Ephron came up with with this final script, they ousted him, and Nora Ephron ended up directing Sleepers in Seattle. And Nick Castle <laughs> got hired to direct Dennis the Menace. And it all worked out. Yeah. Dude, Nick Everybody Castle's career is weird as fuck. Yeah, I looked into this after last week just because you, I think, maybe, I don't know if it was while we were recording, but yeah, we, we started mentioned. talking about it, I think, off the air. Like, and I was just like, strange. it was just like a, it was like, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Like, just, I couldn't make the connection. Because how often does that happen? Like, a, like an iconic, like, movie monster becomes like a director of like sort of middling studio movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, there's some good stuff in here. Like, yeah. The stuff I like. I don't know if there's anything particularly good. There's like he did Twas the Night, which I really liked. Yeah. When I was a kid. Um The Last Starfighter, you know? Yeah, he well, he wrote he wrote Escape from New York. So he's still working with yeah, you which know, I love. He's still working with John Carpenter there. And then he like directs The Last Starfighter and The Boy Who Could Fly. So he sort of was making a little name for himself. And then mm-hmm. he was supposed to direct Hook. Wrote, co-wrote the story or whatever, and then eventually like got ousted, but then eventually made his way here to Dennis and Menace. And then he will follow it up with Major Pain. Major Pain. Which is we like insane. <laughs> yeah. Insane. And then like you said, yeah, there's like some other like interesting little bits here, like Twas the Night. The most recent thing he's directed <laughs> was August Rush. Uh with I think Freddie Highmore was in that, right? If I'm correct. Okay, sure. It's like a yeah, sure. the little and he's yeah, in is. the yeah, new Russell, and, he, and he and he in the new Hall- is he Michael Myers in the new yeah Halloween so movie? he doesn't all he doesn't like in the two films he kind of makes like little cameos I don't think he was Michael Myers like the entire time and especially when they unmask him and stuff I don't think that's him but he did appear as the shape in the Halloween kills and Halloween ends. And also, I guess, yeah, the 2018 Halloween, but, um, yeah, for whatever reason, they cast someone else to be Michael Myers who with, with the mask off and maybe some other times with the mask on, but it's weird because Mm -hmm. he looks just like Nick, (laughs) like Nick Castle could have played that role. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) 
it doesn't even matter. Like, you know, Michael Myers with his face off is just, oh, sorry, his mask off is just some like old dude with gray hair who kind of looks normal. And that's what Nick Castle <laughs> looks like. So I don't really get why, but whatever. It, I, I thought it yeah, was cool though. I thought, I thought it was a nice nod. And there's like these, these funny like images of him recreating the, like him drinking the Dr. Pepper image and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's always great. But yeah, Nick Castle, what a weird career. Well, the role of Dennis the Menace was given to Mason Gamble, who was chosen after a process that saw 20,000 children audition. You can imagine if we've done a few of these films now where there's this big child role and it's just like thousands and thousands of kids coming out for this shit. I don't know who else was considered. To be honest, this is a this was a very hard film to like as you can imagine, to like find info on. <laughs> it's like nobody wants to talk about at the it. bottom of the barrel. Uh, there happens, was some on. interesting documentary apparently about the film, but like I couldn't find it. It had been scrubbed from YouTube. So I don't know all the dirty details of this, but there, I do know that he uh, apparently pulled a live worm out of his pocket during the audition. And uh, <laughs> that allowed him to get through to the next, <laughs> the next screen test because they had just 10 of the kids picked to do a screen test alongside Walter Matthau, which uh, Mason Gamble ended up winning. Um, like I said, he he ended up like in a few films after this. He was in Rushmore. He's uh, Jason Schwartzman's sidekick in, in that film. Mm. He, I think he was in Gattaca and Arlington Road and he's done some TV and stuff, but he hasn't been in a film or TV since... A film, a film or a TV show since uh, 2011 because he decided to pursue a career in marine biology, which is cool. That's like something I wish I would have done. That's like my George Costanza alternate timeline. Uh, I was a marine. The sea was angry that day, my friends. Uh, <laughs> I hope you've gotten that far into Seinfeld to get that reference, Phil. Um, but anyway... This kid got like, you know, Phil, we're older now. I'm like, I'm, you're almost 30. I'm 33. Yeah. We are no longer children. The older we get, like the less I want to like completely rag on little kids. Cause we've done it before <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We've and come to no terms f- with like characters like, uh, what's his name? Jake, uh, Jake what's Lloyd. his name? Jake Lloyd. You know. Sure, yeah. And yeah, and I don't want to add to But he's bad. Kid <laughs> yeah, he's bad. It, I don't want to add to that, and I hope people take it in context of like mm. the movie. I would never be one of the people who fucking hounded these people in real life and made their life a living hell and drove yeah. them to drugs and crime. So fuck off with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so film to film, I try to be like, look, they're kids. It's hard to get kids to act and like to find good kid acting. And you know what? The kid probably, they do exactly the Dennis is doing exactly what they want him to do. Yeah. Just don't like him in it. Fine. I, I won't even say it's bad. I don't yeah. like him in it. There's and certain I'm, scenes where it, he's okay. And then there's certain scenes fine. where you're like, dude, God, this There's certain bad. scenes where he like, he can like play it up with like, where I th- again, I think it's intentional. Where like, oh, then the sort of smart conniving kid, and I can that's funny. Like when he's at the door, and Martha opens the door, and he's trying to get up to Mister Wilson, and he just starts talking about his parents. Yeah, you know, yeah, wrestling, wrestling together, and yeah, yeah and <laughs> she gets really uncomfortable, so she just lets him up. Go on, Dennis. Like that, that, that sort of stuff is 
it's funny and like he played that the his delivery there is good. But yeah, I don't know. He just I just didn't <laughs> didn't like him. But I liked Joey and I thought, oh, this kid would be a good Dennis the Menace, but he's not. He's like too sweet. Yeah, Joey's like, he doesn't great. make anything. Like that bit at the end where they all like rally around him. This you know, is my when, friend. You know, this is my buddy. <laughs> dude, I love that. Yeah. I was like, yes, dude, yes. But like, dude, pick any of the fucking that's what I mean, like age it up a bit. Like yeah. five is like get how old was he was he when he played this? I, I feel like he was older than five. I'm not entirely he sure though. Must be, but yeah. like you need, you want, they just want Macaulay Culkin yeah. and they can't get him again. Cause he's already aged out of this. He's like now onto the Richie rich age. Yeah. But like another like, golden classic from the early nineties. That's, that's <laughs> definitely awful now, but yeah. I liked it as a kid. Yeah. Um, it's got some Mr. Baseball in it. <laughs> get Mr. Baseball. But yeah, like that you, that's what they want to yeah. capture but just like i don't know man get any of like the kids from the fan lot in this do you know what i mean like there were obviously those sorts of kids around but like none of them are in this movie yeah. the best kid in this movie has one scene and you know the scene yeah, i'm talking well, about just a second our we'll iconic on. scene we'll hold on, but like man. he should have been he should have been used more yeah there's, well, there's a shot of him later as well but like he's great yeah I feel like that kid. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. That kid could have been a good Dennis the Menace. Cause we'll he looked like weirdly enough the second Dennis the Menace. Because I know they did another one. Yeah. And it's a kid from another movie. Yeah, we're yeah, talk yeah. About. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's more what I imagine that kid to look like. Then the the kid. Dennis, that like, kid you're look, talking Dennis, about. We'll get to him. But I think he's like. <laughs> I don't think he knew what was going on. He was too young. <laughs> yeah. I think he was too but young. Like the, but this mucky boy that we have at Dent the Menace like doesn't fit. Like it feels like everybody's like not on the same page in this film. Like yeah, it's this it's this like it's this white picket fence town, but he is like a trailer park kid. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's always covered in dirt. He's got a bike with the cans on it, and like not wearing a shirt. And that really bothered me. I, don't, I keep going back to the dungarees with no shirt. But it just creeps me out, man. Like if you're a kid breaking into someone like house, and that's what you see. I feel hey, like man, Dennis said that his parents were getting cornhole. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a funny line. And they're not. They're just doing this like vague job that you parents get one thing of now. that isn't. Yeah, Leia Thompson. That's She's the word. Well, Back to the Future times. alum in this. This is the Dennis the Menace of the nineties, most... man. <laughs> No, Although his parents bullshit. are still stuck in the fifties, yeah, this movie uh, is bollocks. Like it, it, the, the parents. Well, I know we'll get there, but I'm just on it now. Like the parents don't feel like they're his parents or a couple. Like it just they don't match at all. Like the dude feels like he could be like him. He's like he's too young to be. Yeah, he looks and so Leia young. Tom- Robert Stanton and Leah Thompson. They like teen giving any sort of story too but like not really she's too good for the movie although she wasn't Howard the Duck but like <laughs> yeah, you can't absolutely useless so yeah. I don't like them you know what I mean like I don't care for like oh you know I really hope that the Wilsons do manage to figure out that she can have a career so she can have it all I don't give a fuck they're bad parents they're useless they're like oh just Dennis again oh you never at your house again oh fuck oh I'll, I'll tell him yeah, to stop that, and it's like, that scene with uh, Dennis what? Like, Dennis's dad grabbing like the tricycle and taking it back over and Mr. Wilson's just like you know like just keep that kid out of here you know Yeah, but like, the, he's, so right. he's so yeah, but right he's so right Mr. Wilson's like 
oh, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want the neighborhood to talk. I don't want to be known as a child hater. Just be a kid hater. What, do you want kids hanging around? No, like, man, I dude, understand. I get that, dude. Because I don't know. You, you, I don't want no you kid ever hanging lived, around. You ever, I just don't want you. Have your you ever kid. lived in a neighborhood like this, though? Like, no. That's the thing. Like, you don't. You don't know how don't like a stand. little suburb neighborhood like this operates. The gossip. There's yeah, it's gossip. He does. I get it. He doesn't want to be known as this like grouchy old man because like people talk. But and, he is a grouchy old man. Yeah, He's but you archetype. don't want to be known as that. Like you know, he has. A, he doesn't want to embrace it. Like you know, he's just like trying Fair to enough. live his life, and he has every right to like act the way that he acts because Dennis just comes over. And does whatever the fuck he wants and ruins his life. Of course, we're talking yeah. about Walter Matthau as Mr. Wilson. Dude, Legend. Leslie Nelson Legend. was the first no. person offered the role of George oh, Wilson. Oh, he would have nailed it. But he would have nailed it too. Pri- but due to a prior commitment to another film, it meant that Walter Matthau was given the part instead. Can you guess what the film that Leslie Nelson was com- committed to do? I think that he starred in that prevented him from doing this. Was it dead and loving it? No. Oh shit. Um, we're past the naked gun movie. 1993. It's on the docket as a bonus episode. Is it? Wait, what? It's, it's been not. on for like a year before we even decided to do 1993. Is he a main person in it? He's a villain. Die. I'm not going to Yeah. I've completely, I've blanked. What is it? 1993 martial arts comedy Surf Ninjas. Oh, fuck. And I haven't fucking seen it. <laughs> that had been on the docket for ages. All right. I did not know. Now I'm excited for that movie. Yeah. Dude, Surf Ninjas is fucking absurd. One day, Leslie hopefully, hopefully wow. within the next, I don't know, a few months, Phil and I will get some time to add Surf Ninjas onto our official docket. We do plan to do that this year at some point. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. Plus, we still have to like, you know, I've, I've stupidly decided to add in two new side series things. And also, like, uh, we've got stuff that we have to do on Patreon as well. So we'll, you know, like uh, obligated to do on Patreon. So <laughs> we, we've uh, we're like trying to uh, find the time to do all these things. So eventually we will get to surf ninjas because that is something that has literally been sitting on the docket for like a year and a half, probably. Um, mm-hmm. Something we yeah. both really I have it downloaded. I have it do. ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, whatever. Walter Matthau getting the role over Leslie Nielsen for me is golden casting. Like, and perfect. for the rest He's of his so life, perfect, apparently, dude. kids called him Mr. Wilson. And I think that's the sweetest thing ever. Yeah, that's very sweet. <laughs> he is the, like, if you describe, if I didn't know anything, if you described Mr. Wilson, that's the I image. Walter it's Walter Matthau. He is the perfect grumpy old man, the archetype, like nobody does it better. He's the best thing about this movie by far. It would be, I think, borderline unwatchable Yeah. without him grounding it in um, reality. You know, last week we were talking about like Robert De Niro and stuff and like how his career has sort of like gone this funny way and you were bringing mm-hmm. up the fact that like De Niro sort of like, you know, just has to do all these like roles. Paying off the fortunes and shit. Dude, I want to see De Niro do roles like this. Like, total, like not bad grandpa. He, but, dirty, he did Dirty Grandpa. Or dirty grandpa, grandpa. Not not bad grandpa. Of course, not that one. Uh, but story. Dirty Grandpa. Not that shit. 
Like, I don't want him to see him do, like, rompy stuff, but I want him to see him, like, build off of, like, that sort of Jack character from uh, Meet the Parents, but, like, at his age now, as a fucking proper, just grumpy grandpa character <laughs> in films. Like, why not? Like, you know, he's not, like, <sighs> he's too old to play characters because it's just weird, like Dirty Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Or... He's too old to play characters like, you know, like just hardened mob because <laughs> no one's going to believe it. Like the Irishman where he's, yeah. his face is de-aged and he's like kicking the but shit out of his body. Is still, he's still got a 70 year old body. <laughs> he can't fucking move for shit. So like, just, just like, I don't know if we're probably just at, like, I don't want there to be another meet the parents film. Uh, but I want to see grand fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> grand fuckers. Yeah. I mean like step fuckers. I don't they're know. They're probably already making that. They're the joke in there. But, um, God, there's like great grand fuckers. Great grand fuckers. Uh, fuck <laughs> like, yeah, I just want to, I just want to like see him do shit like that. I feel like he could play the, he could really like, you know, dive into the Walter Matthau sort of like role in his like twilight years. Oh God. Like Christopher Lloyd is the uh, foul drifter switchblade switchblade Sam. I don't know if any of this shit's true, but Michael Richards, Michael Keaton, Daniel Stern, Jack Nicholson, Kramer? Bill Murray, and Danny DeVito were all considered for the role, which I think that's just some bullshit that I picked up. Apparently, Tim Curry <laughs> was considered for the role because he was just in Home Alone 2, but ultimately mm-hmm. okay. it went to Christopher Lloyd who had turned down a role of Harry in Home Alone and he regretted it. So he agreed to do another film with John Hughes and Hughes wrote the character with Christopher Lloyd in mind. Oh, that's nice. Like, this is what I think of you, Christopher Lloyd. (laughs) (laughs) This would actually end up being the uh, second film that Christopher Lloyd would win over Tim Curry because Christopher Lloyd won the role of uh, Judge Doom off of... uh, who framed Roger Rabbit as well. So yeah. Funny, both like I mean, we just showed it. Like they're both in clue. Yeah. And like yeah, they yeah, do yeah. kind of they play very different characters in that, but you realize they sort of do have a similar thing. People go for them for these weird, like eccentric characters who are fighting for the same role throughout the nineties. No, I've uh I've always had a soft space in my heart for Christopher Lloyd because He's obviously Doc Brown, Uncle mm-hmm. Fester. Like he was just in all sorts of shit as a kid. Like when I was a kid, I would see him all the time and I just yeah. always loved him. Uh, he would have made an awesome Mr. Freeze. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, dude. Perfect Mr. Freeze. <laughs> but whatever. Um, but like this film was one of those roles. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, cause the whole thing that started this was literally that fucking scene. And a lot of kids apparently on the set who are in this film were afraid of him, including Mason Gamble, because he he's fucking creepy. He's terrifying in this movie, dude. I don't like it. I don't like looking at it. There's it so much upset. about it. It's the music as well, like Jerry Goldsmith's score. That fucking, I'm the leprechaun. That, <laughs> that kind of music. <laughs> that theme, just like because I was already like laughing about it. Dun, 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 dun. It's like it's drilled into my brain and I'm trying to like figure out why that one scene in particular, which started all this mess, 
has mm-hmm. like stuck in my brain and I'm wondering if it's just because it like creeped me the fuck out or if the little kid like was it's just so funny I don't know I can't place like the, my childhood memory of it if I was ever afraid of this guy but rewatching it as a 30 year old I was like fucking I love this until the very end <laughs> I'm loving this little creepy guy like just walking around just like a little fucking snake and just like looking in windows and like jewelry bo- that scene of the jewelry with the jewelry box like closing and it's just his eyes looking in the window just like <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's like fucking creepy as fuck but of course <laughs> Christopher Lloyd the one scene in particular is when the character Gunther he uh takes his apple with a knife and he eats it The little kid, Hank Johnston, who was playing the uh, role of Gunther, was so frightened of Christopher Lloyd that he wouldn't approach him afterwards on set. And that's like how terrifying this fucker was. (laughs) So, in honor of Gunther and his apple, snack time! There's something about that look you gave to me I know you could only mean one thing It's snack time In the morning It's snack time In the evening It's snack time I can't wait for you It's snack time To say those words to me It's snack time It's snack time time yeah guess what i got guess just what I got. perfectly yeah perfectly <laughs> disappointing snack for a disappointing film dude got, this is the only snack you could get a uh, apple a uh, apple bigger. Uh, ap- i had an uh, apple what do you got the best line what delivery <laughs> in the movie what do you get <laughs> christopher lloyd's creepy ass hey, what do you got there a little pal <laughs> He just taken it from him. He literally takes like candy from a baby. He pulls out a switchblade on this little boy, takes it, just takes the (laughs) with the knife, and then just proceeds to just start to cut this fucker open. Is this how you normally that's very cool. Is that how you normally eat an apple? No. I'm gonna go old school. Well, I'm only doing it it in honor of this film. I've got no, a no, switchblade Sam. Switchblade Sam. Okay. Eating this little kid's apple. And this little motherfucker is just like looking at him, scared. His <laughs> face is so great because he was literally terrified. <laughs> He's not acting. See, the best kid in the movie isn't acting. He's terrified of Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. Okay, I'm going to... There's going to be a big old crunch on this. I washed it before I... Just so you know... Just I don't want anybody asking questions, making comments. I washed it. Now I'm going to take a bite. So it's clean. Okay. Unlike that grubby boy dinner. Hmm? All right. So what kind of apple you got? Looks like a red delicious to me. 
It's a red apple. Red apple. The red apple. I got a pink lady apple. You got a pink lady apple. That's a good. One of those expensive joints, but like, it's, there's very few apples I would like to eat, so I annoyingly just have to pay the extra money. <laughs> okay. Riddle me this, John. Yeah. It's not a riddle. Do, um, is it just me? Hey. Sharing, hey, is it just me? Or? Some, is it just me? <laughs> or do apples make you gassy? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Burpee, That's the thing, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. Could we always get that joke with beans? They let you do the joke in Dennis the Menace. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Good beans, for your heart. Too. Mm. More you the eat more them. you toot, the, mi- the musical fruit. The more you <laughs> eat, the more you toot. Beans, beans are good for your heart. The more you eat them, the more you fart. <laughs> ah, there we go. Yeah. But apples, I don't know. They're kind of, you and me, you know, we're, if I may say, we're banana men. Yeah. That's um, my go-to fruit. Me too. Apples, um, apples are fine. I like an apple if it's a pink lady. I don't really care. <laughs> uh, apple to apple, then I rarely have them, and it's a fine snack. See, this is the problem, Phil. I feel like a villain in a you're fucking going, movie as well. When you go in the wrong it. apple, <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. It was this or a green one, and I was like, no, a red one feels better. I don't know. Green ones seem weird. Mind what you pair. What are we doing here with this fruit game? You can, next, you're going to tell me the American apples are better. <laughs> I was sitting there actually like thinking on that. <laughs> I was just like, huh, are they? Maybe, maybe they are. No, I mean, you get kind of the same apples, pink ladies, jazz, gala, red delicious. Red you, could delicious. Ma- you could be making these up. Red delicious is just the uh, school apples, basically. Okay. They're not very Like a good. teacher apple. Yeah. They look, they look nice. Like that one looks nice, but I'm imagining it's probably kind of bland. Very bland. Yeah. Whereas the pink lady, my boy, is juicy and flavorful. That's the thing. You take one bite and it's juicy and flavorful, flavorful, and you keep chewing and it's just more and more sort of bland <laughs> and chewy. And just, I do keep thinking of that Seinfeld bit though with Kramer's like, oh, I eat the whole thing. Core. <laughs> I eat the core. <laughs> I, I do sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I, eat the I core? do eat the core sometimes, yeah. It depends. You're like, gonna eat an apple seed? That's dangerous, man. They'll grow in your tummy. I smoke cigarettes after, and you know, swallow the gas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I don't even care to rate this. You know. Oh wait, how many? Um, I guess we have to. Yeah, how many? Um, there's a lot to pick from, actually. There's a lot of like little weird things in this movie. Yeah. How many? Um, baby rump? Do you give it? <laughs> Baby rump kitten. How many baby rump kitten do you give it? Uh, I love a pink lady. I'll give it four baby rump kittens. Wow. <laughs> wow. Going back for more, it's not just a peck. It's like yeah, four kittens. Uh, for you, how many... Uh, <laughs> without saying any of their names, because we'll get to it, but how many Home Alone cameos are you giving? Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking, it's an apple, it's fine. Two? two. I give it two cameos. Okay. <laughs> One cameo I did particularly enjoy. I thought you were good. Yeah, man. See, this film's got moments. Yeah, it's got moments. Like, really I'll give good. you that. Um, 
Well, rounding out the cast, we get a nice little Back to the Future reunion. We already mentioned we got Leah Thompson playing the uh, mother, Alice. Robert Stanton, dude's kind of just a bit part actor playing the father, Hank. This is kind of his most notable thing. I did find his Twitter page. Uh, and he's very active on Twitter now. I guess not really making him, bro. Not making films anymore. Doesn't have a huge follower base, but he seems pretty cool, man. My man's like, you know, just dragging on Trump a lot, and like he seems like That's he's cool. like, you know, sort of a left leaning cool dude. I don't know. <laughs> probably uh-huh. just pissed off anyone who's like, yeah. not left leaning on our uh, listener page, but you know, yeah, the Dennis the Menace, I think, hits for that conservative old American yeah. crowd. Although it's making fun of it, that's Walter Matthau. It's like back in my day, I got the belt. <laughs> it did, yeah, that was ahead of its time because kids definitely were getting beaten in the nineties with belts and shit. Yeah, that was like this isn't nostalgic for me. This is just yeah, fact. Like yeah. Robert Stanton, Dennis's dad. Maybe if this film was made in 2010, you can pull that line about, well, we don't actually handle it that way in our house because <laughs> <laughs> there's laws today. <laughs> we grew up in the wild, wild west <laughs> where parents just beat the shit out of you. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we got Dame Joan Plowright playing Martha Wilson. Mm, she's really great. Yeah. I always kind of remembered great. her. She did 101 Dalmatian. Yeah. <laughs> she's the nanny. She's great. To be, to be honest, like, you know, I mostly knew her face and I forgot that she had, I forgot that she was a British lady, you know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of funny. I just want to know more about her and uh, Mr. Wilson's backstory, really. That was more interesting. <laughs> Like how they, they meet. Be a prequel. She's British. Yeah. Like that's interesting. I'm 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 American and my wife is British. Why can't they have kids? That's yeah. a very sad. She gives this really like sad moment where she you know wink and blinking and nod, and then she goes and Sounds tries like to talk to another movie. Yeah, yeah she tries to go talk to Mr. Wilson about it, and he like he just like is mean, and Kitchen. she goes off, yeah. and, then and then he, he goes makes and makes up dog. to a dog. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this movie even for? <laughs> Uh, Paul Winfield from Star Trek II, The Terminator, and Mars Attacks, and loads of other films like Cliffhanger and shit plays the cop. Was, it's always fun yeah. seeing him. He's good, yeah. Amy Sackasitz is Margaret Wade, uh, who's the little girl Margaret. I only really know her as the younger sister in House Arrest, so like that was kind of funny. I didn't remember her being in Dennis Menace. And then we get Kellen Hathaway as uh, Joey. I thought this kid, and he's not. I looked up, I was like, that's the kid from Jumanji, isn't it? And he it's does not, look it like looks him. like the yeah, kid from does. Jumanji, just with like, it's mm. like baby fat on him. He's really good. I really like Joey. I think he, he was in a few different things in the 90s. I swear he was in like, like Tom and Huck or one of those, like, or The Adventures of Huck Finn or some shit like that. I can't remember one of those films um, from the 90s. And then we get into the weird little cameos that are just like, holy shit. <laughs> Natasha Leone. Yeah, what the fuck? What is she doing in this movie? <laughs> it was like her third film role. She had like she was oh, really really young. This is pre like, but I'm a t- cheerleader and all that. Like this is young yeah. Natasha Leone. Pre American Pie. Even having her very first on screen kiss with Devin Rattray. <laughs> Buzz. Nonstop. Buzz from Home Alone. Buzz. With the long hair that really upset me. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'll just like this dude is perfectly cast He's right so now. Good. He looks like what a cool guy was in a 50s comic strip. Yeah. Dude, you know, he's, he's got so like funny. the flowy hair and the sideburns, but like he's kind of goofy looking and he's got the button up shirt and he's such a dick. He's I think this dick. is, to be honest, the best, the best that Mason Gamble is in the entire film is in the scene with him as well. Like in the bathtub when he's just reading. Oh, when he's reading him. him. Dude, that yeah. shit's fucking funny, man. And he's just like. I'm not even wrinkly yet. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, keep reading. <laughs> and then he's just like, I, the thing that popped me the hardest and I forgot about completely was that he can't read <laughs> he's just like and then the train sobed sobed sobbed <laughs> he's like this is stupid why would you believe things that aren't yeah. lies that are lies <laughs> why do you want to read lies <laughs> Like, and it's just like yeah. smacking all the army men into the into the tub and he's just like yeah. because it teaches children good lessons when to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ my god kid uh, and if that wasn't enough Home Alone cameos here you go Phil two more so the correct answer would have been three Phil how many Home Alone cameos because Billy Bird <laughs> and Bill Irwin uh, play the two old people with glasses and they're announcing, you know, who's who gets to host the garden party. And they do that mm-hmm. gag twice in this film where they exchange glasses so that they can fucking read something that they should be able to remember because it's so fucking simple. It's a joke that John Hughes likes. People can't read. But this is <laughs> this is funny because they both appear together in Home Alone as the old couple who sell the plane ticket to Kevin's mom in Paris so that oh, she can get back. Yeah. So, yeah. That's nice. That's had mad Home Alone vibe, and it just makes me sad. Yeah. I just read it. Where she's, like, trying to come home. Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, and she's, like, yeah, I just, like, I just want to watch Home Alone now. But she's, like, you know, her plane get canceled, and she can't get to Bumblefuck, wherever the fuck they live. And it's, like... And then fighting off the burglar. Just- My headcanon is this exists in the same universe as Home Alone. And so, <laughs> and Switchblade Sam is like the third member of the uh, like the wet bandit, the, the sticky bandits, sticky bandits. But he's, like he was too extreme for them. <laughs> he's so extreme. So he go he's off their boss. The <laughs> he's the real creep. Yeah, who they? Yeah, who's the one they do work for. And he's got like a penchant for kids because of that. Yeah, and, you know, partner got. You know, taken down twice. <laughs> yeah. like blonde, blonde-haired fuck. Yeah, so I'm gonna kill this fucking. Could he just take Dennis? Yeah, he's just riding through the woods on his own, not bothering anyone. It makes no sense to take too, them because he's already got those, this. Is what I mean. That's why he's like he's a fucking pederast. Yeah, he hangs her out around the playground. <laughs> like the undertones yeah. aren't good. Well, if this dude had an interest in children, yeah. whether to kill them or whatever, I don't like it. It's yeah. too dark to put in a movie like this. Where he takes Dennis and he's like just flip, like, you know, he's silly. tying him up and he's just like, I'm going to use you as a, as, as a hostage. And he's like, why? Yeah, of course he's you like, are. In case the police come. And it's just like, but dude, like you don't need to. The police don't even, they're Do not even the on you. To come? They're not yeah. even on to you. They don't even know you did it. You could if you escape left that town go, now. Yeah. You've got the money. You've got the jewels. Just leave. You've got the gold coins that I yeah. forgot about. <laughs> and it's like, get there faster, kid. Oh, my God. The film's only, like, we were joking about it before. It's like, the kid the film's only an hour and a half. It 
feels like double that length. Yeah. You're waiting ages for like things to happen where you're just like, yes, he rubbed the people's thing. Yet he had the thing. Just get there quicker, then. <laughs> where he's like, why did he have a purse? You know, it's just like, wow, oh, this guy's God, loaded. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to throw this kid in the river. Like, <laughs> be smarter. Speaking of smart people, Ben Stein. <laughs> uh, he, he's like in a blink and you miss him as Alice's boss in the meeting. It's a fun little cameo. Uh, and the, uh, uh, another thing, this is only for people who would have like known the TV show, but the girl who played Margaret Wade in the fifties TV show. So the little Dennis's little girlfriend, mm. yeah. her name is Jeannie, Jeannie Russell. She actually had a little cameo as one of Dennis's neighbors who just kind of oh. like appears nice little sweet little thing. That's nice. Uh, Dennis the Menace was released in June of 1993 on the 25th to be exact. And despite the crap reviews from critics, it ended up grossing $9.3 million in its opening weekend, going on to gross $51.3 million in the US with a further $66 million overseas, where it was called Dennis, for a worldwide total of $117.3 million on a $35 million budget. That's insane. In Germany, it grossed more than $5 million from 800,000 emissions in its first 10 days. And it was number one at the box office for three weeks. What the fuck is going on in wow. Germany? <laughs> we love this movie about the little rascal Dennis. I took a screenshot and I have it here to look at, to like refer to here. And this is insane. So in America, Dennis the Menace was released the exact same day Funny enough, I brought this up earlier. It's called a callback, Phil. Sleepless in Seattle Thank you. was released the exact same day as Dennis the Menace. So the really? film that Nick Castle missed out on. Uh, the better movie. The better movie, better movie, for sure. Was released on the exact same day. And of course, Sleep in Seattle did better than Dennis the Menace. But dude, Dennis the Menace didn't do bad. Sleepless in Seattle and Dennis and Menace, though, still couldn't defeat the power that was Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park was was in its third week at the time. And it still was number one at the box office, grossing twenty seven point six million dollars in, in that third week. Whereas Sleepless in Seattle did like seventeen point two million. And like I said, Dennis and Menace that first week, nine point three. But. That week alone is insane. Listen to this list of films in the top 15. Jurassic Park, Sleep in Seattle, Dennis the Menace, Last Action Hero, What's Love Got to Do with It, Cliffhanger, Made in America, Guilty as Sin, Menace to Society, Dave! Dave? <laughs> like, it's insane. If number 14... Bang it, no, Sorry, number 13 is Unforgiven. Number 14 is Scent of a Woman. It's like uh, un- out of control, 93. <laughs> out, out of control. 93? Out of control. <laughs> and we're not talking about any of those movies. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, none of those movies are on our list. That showed you how good yeah. the year was or how bad our taste is. One of them was. Is One list. of them. One we were considering, uh, and then a few of the others we kind of brought up, but we aren't doing. But yeah, anyway. But yeah, critics 
they didn't really appreciate this film. And the in the wake of the massive success of Home Alone, of course, Dennis the Menace was just seen as a cash in. It was compared to Home Alone a lot. While critics did love Walter Matthau as Mr. Wilson, poor Mason Gamble was unfairly compared to Macaulay Culkin nonstop. And I think it's mm. not his fault. It's no, it's not. It's the fuck. And this poor kid got nominated for a fucking Razzie. And like, thank God they can't do that anymore because it's just fucked <sighs> up. It's fucked up. Leave this kid alone. But they did that until recently. They did it with like the the fire. They won't do it. It was some remake. The fire. Yeah, Firestarter. That was Firestarter. That was literally like last year, I think. And they and people were like, "That's fucked up. What are you doing?" They're like, "Oh, oh, oh." fuck the Razzies. They're awful. Vincent Canby for the New York Times wrote that this Dennis the Menace isn't a comic strip, but it's not really a movie. It's certainly not one in the same giddy league with the two Home Alone movies, adding that Mr. Hughes and Mr. Castle try to recreate a kind of timeless, idealized comic strip atmosphere. But except for the performances of Leah Thompson and Robert Stanton, who play Henry and Alice, nobody in this movie seems in touch with the nature of the comedy and that the film simply looks bland, unrooted in any reality. Uh, of the other performances, Canby stated that Gamble was a handsome boy, but that he displays none of the spontaneity and that initially made Macaulay Culkin so refreshing. Peter Rayner of the LA Times said if Hughes was expecting this film to create another pipsqueak franchise for him, he may have miscalculated. Dennis the Menace seems more like a rest period in between Culkinized tantrums. It's not much, just one goofy little foul up after another, but its lack of crassness is rather sweet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, some people will probably look at the film and be like, it's nice that it's such a, you know, yeah. family friendly joint. Yeah, know, yeah. That everybody can enjoy it. There's nothing rude or mean or particularly ugly about it apart from Christopher Lloyd. Yep. Well, Roger Ebert said, as he gave the film two and a half stars out of four, he wrote this. There's a lot to like in Dennis the Menace, but Switchblade Sam prevents me from recommending it. And he referred <laughs> to Switchblade Sam as dirty, threatening, and scary. <laughs> very, very scary. The funniest review I found was uh, Marjorie Bungarten of the Austin Chronicle, who wrote a movie that makes you leave the theater with thoughts of having yourself or your neighbor's spade is not a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Despite the reviews, it made enough money to spawn a new cartoon series. Plus, there was promotional tie-ins like a terrible video game on the SNES, Game Boy, and Amiga. And they went on to make a direct-to-video sequel in 1998 called Dennis the Menace Strikes Again. Here we go. Justin Cooper, the kid from Liar Liar, as Dennis. That's the kid. And Don Rickles and Betty White as Mr. and Mrs. Wilson. Oh, shit. Betty White. Also, Phil. George's fiance Susan from Seinfeld plays Dennis's mom. Wow. And Carrot Top has a role for some reason. (laughs) Hey, I can't get away from fucking Carrot Top. It's the 90s. Trying to get me to watch that stupid fucking. What's that movie called? Chairman of of the the Board. board. Chairman of the Board. Dude, that's two things. I'm really scared of where this is going. That's two things that are going to on the docket. So we have, we definitely have, uh, well, we're not doing Dennis and Menace Strikes Again, but we definitely have to do Surf Ninjas. And then we're also going to do Chairman of the Board. (laughs) We got to do it. We got to do it. We got to do it. We got to like ruin our lives. 
Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, nothing else to do. And then there was another direct-to-video film that was released, and it's the most recent-to-date live-action Dennis the Menace movie, 2007's A Dennis the Menace Christmas, because why the fuck not? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) It's like they did the same thing with, like, Richie Rich as well. Like, there was numerous Richie Rich films, and I swear they made, like, a random, like, Richie Rich Christmas film, like, probably 10 to 15 years too late. Like, because it was like, dude, no one in 2007 cares about a Dennis and Menace, (laughs) like, Christmas movie. Like, all the kids who liked Dennis the Menace when they were kids are, like, fucking 18, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. they're like, not watching did, this. So who was that for? This is the thing. Like, I remember I recently I'm, like, looking at, like, Disney sequels. Like, the straight-to-video sequels made by, like, Disney Movie Tunes or whatever. It's, like, a separate company that did them. And the fucking barrage of, like, movies you don't realize existed, like, world you loved in the original that continued through multiple sequels on video that you never watched. And you're like, who were these for? Who watched these movies? Cause nobody talked about them. Yeah. But like, there must be some sort of an, enough of an audience to keep making them. Right. Like Dennis the Menace one did well, Bucket will do a second one. Fuck it. That one did all right. Let's do a third Christmas special. Like yeah. it just never ends. I mean, I get why they do that shit. Cause it is all just, you know, it's just all like a cash grab. Like (sighs) there's no soul to it. And who cares? Like the whole idea was that we're just going to like market this bullshit to kids off the back of like home alone and cash grab anyway. And we even have the writer of home alone. So fucking great. And he's a Dennis menace fan. Great. Like, and then like, dude, cause I looked up a video, like angry video game nerd has like a, um, a video about the Dennis Menace Super Nintendo game. So I was like, oh, great. I'll like check out a little bit of this. And it's just like, that's a knockoff of the Home Alone game. And the Home Alone game's not even very good. So it's like, (laughs) it's like, it's crazy. Like I never played the video game. I did play Home Alone. But when I was watching, I was like, dude, this is crazy. This is like so much like the Home Alone game from SNES. So like, yeah, it's just, it's weird, man. They just like, they keep doing these things. I don't know if I really like personally have too much of a problem with it nowadays because I'm like 30 and I don't give a shit. And like, you know, it's the same thing with like, they continuously like make, we're in this period where it's like sequels galore. So it's like, now I'm totally desensitized. Nothing sacred anymore. Uh, <laughs> just burn every, it all. Everything gets ruined, Phil. Everything you like gets ruined yeah you know, I know. Phil, phil you and your i your favorite restaurant do, closed down <laughs> your favorite restaurant closed down phil you and i were gonna do a a creed 3 episode i'm not touching yeah. that now <laughs> i'm not touching that now bro i was gonna mention it before and i'm like let's just drop it i'm not yeah let's not do that we even even the stuff right in this world this is how like deranged my life is right now that i just like coming to terms with like fuck it i'm just gonna watch movies like dennis and menace and remember like these dumbass films from being a kid because all the stuff i really do like these days like that are newer films and this sea of shit and i've brought it up numerous times oh man i wish we could have more films like softy brothers uncut gems and then like <laughs> shit comes out about the softy <laughs> brothers <laughs> like doing some like i don't know like hiring weird ass people who are bringing in underage kids to like you know basically get naked on screen while they're making good time and i'm just like dude what the fuck is going on 
light. And oh, so nothing's sacred anymore. Everything gets ruined. So let's watch Christopher Lloyd be a fucking weird borderline better ass and do the menace. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they never did that in the UK version. Oh god. Is Jesse Ventura in the next film? Please. Save us, Jesse. <laughs> Save us, Jesse. Save, Save us. us from this.